Conference is now being recorded. Good afternoon. This is Chicky Fitzgerald. It is Friday, February 26th, and it is my pleasure to introduce my good friend and colleague, Jane Butler from Google. Jane, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I have to tell you, when I found this picture of you, uh, and you may not have even known that it was out on the internet, but that I did, I did find it, you know, through the wonders of uh, electronic communication, and I mean, it it is just stunning. I, I've got to tell you, the the background they picked. I don't know if uh, if they did any touch-ups to this, but what a gorgeous photo of you. You know, I, I look back at this fondly because that was prior to the two kids. And your hair was a little bad. straighter. You're taking again. I was like, oh my, I can't we use this one instead? <laughs> well, I think a lot of us use old photos. I mean, my my hair used to be uh, lighter, and in in most of my online pictures, I'm I am still highlighted and short hair, and now I have dark <laughs> hair that is very long. Well, Jane, um, it is just so great to reconnect, and, and we were talking a little bit as we were waiting for folks to come on. Uh, you know, you and I have known each other for for quite a long time, and, mm-hmm. and my very first memories of you were at the Executive Women's Forum um, at TravelCom, which is actually mm-hmm. coming up in two weeks, and I'm really looking forward to that. But why don't you uh, just kind of give everybody the, the thumbnail sketch, which which they were all giving, and then we'll dive a little bit more deeply into your background. Sure. So I'm... Um, at Google, I've been here for almost seven years. I'm coming up on my seven-year anniversary next uh-huh. month. And I um, am back to running the travel advertising business in North America um, for our major advertisers. And I did that for my first four-plus years here. And then when I became pregnant with my first child, I decided that maybe I should take a break from traveling as much as I had been. I was pretty much on the road. Right. Um, you know, close to 30 to 40% of the time and thought that might not be conducive to starting a family. So I had the opportunity to stay a little bit more local and in our structure at the time, I was uh, asked to run the West Coast. So I had five and offices. And are you in Denver? Did I see that? No, no, I was in Seattle when I first joined the company oh. and then they asked oh. me to move down here to headquarters. So I'm, I'm actually, I skipped that part. I'm in, uh, I'm based here in Mountain View. I live in Menlo Park. Um, I'm married to someone who actually works at Yahoo, which is always a fun discussion oh, of, um, interesting. Yeah, of, of the things we can't talk about once we walk through the door. Uh, yeah, and that, that may actually be a plus, Jane. <laughs> we hedge our bets. That's the way I look at it. Uh, and, and I have two small children. I just came back from my second maternity leave. So um, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a seven-month-old. Oh, um, great. But the, so let's, let's talk about the early days in your career, yeah. though. Um, you know, uh, again, I, I feel like I, I met you uh, when, when you were uh, – you know, in the in the earlier part of your career, but why don't we step back to you know what was your first job? You know, like right out of school, what 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 did you think you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah, I uh, when I first came out of school, I was lucky to get a job uh, in a small kind of boutique management consulting firm, and I was the youngest by about twenty years of anyone else that worked. There was literally fifteen twenty people in the company, and we were hired in we were brought in on pretty high level assignments so hired by the vice chairman of Xerox um and I spent a lot of my first couple of years working on some projects there focused on sales management and sales management consulting type or, or systems and then 
uh, Oracle. We were brought in by the president of Oracle. So I, I, I called it my kind of working MBA that I got uh, an early exposure to some really high-level activities that kind of set the tone for the kinds of things I became interested in. I did that for four years, but it was a little dry for me. And then uh-huh. I had the opportunity um, to go to the New York Times company, and I wasn't at the newspaper side of things, mm-hmm. but I was at the um, division that was a bit of their entrepreneurial wing. It was before the creation of the electronic media company, for those of you who are right. familiar with the, with the Times. Um, it was prior to that creation. It was when CD-ROMs were considered really cool and um, <laughs> like the way you got into new media. And it was with the partnership with AOL and things like that. So I got exposure to new media that way, and I was there for a couple of years. And um, my boss at the time was actually um, kind of looking out for me and introduced me to someone, uh, Wenda Millard, might be a female exec name you know. She, um, she, I'm trying to think where she is now, but she has run several sales organizations. She ran Yahoo Sales. Um, she recruited me to DoubleClick. So I joined DoubleClick in its very early days in 97. I was, I think, their 40th employee. And um, it was when they, before they were kind of focused on ad-serving technology, and it was more about the network. So I started off there, and that's where I actually got my introduction to travel because I was responsible for recruiting websites into the network for whom we then sold their advertising on their behalf. And Travelocity, and the travel category was one of many at the time that I had started, but Travelocity was actually my biggest, one of the biggest sites we represented in the network. And as we grew, um, I started shedding some of the other categories and found this affinity for travel. And uh, so, you know, 13 years later, I've, I've still managed to stay connected to travel and it's only kind of grown um, my love of travel and kind of this intersection of online advertising and travel has really been my sweet spot for the past 13 or so years. Right, and I'm trying to remember who you were with when, when I first met you, which would have been in probably, I don't know, the 2003-2004 time frame? Um, I was probably, I joined here in 2003, so it might have been my very this first was few days. Before, yeah, this was before Google, definitely. Okay, then last minute travel? From- Last-minute travel, that was yeah. it. Yeah, so I was at DoubleClick for four years. Then I took about nine months off and was recruited to be the president of uh, lastminutetravel.com based in uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. And it was a turnaround thing, and it nearly killed me. But it was just such, <laughs> was such hard work. <laughs> and it's such a drag, and, and my – it was my boyfriend at the time, but um, my now husband and I had met at DoubleClick, and we were living in New York. Uh, I was based out of New York, but the company headquarters was in Atlanta. Right. And then my husband got recruited to Microsoft and mm-hmm. took it to you know move to Seattle. So I was tri- I had this triangular commute around the country between Atlanta and New York. I was sleeping on a friend's couch in Brooklyn when I was in New York because we'd moved out of our apartment, and it was just brutal. And I did that for a year. And I had friends at Google, and um, they said, would you – I said, do they happen to need a travel expert? <laughs> they said, you know what, we actually do. And I said, well, they let me be based in Seattle because that's where my wife had moved. And they said yes, and that's that's how I came to Google. Okay, it was that easy back in the day, but wow. it was um, wow. very fortuitous. How many fortuitous, employees so. did they have back then? Uh, about 1,000. Oh, my gosh. And we have 22,000 now. Wow. 
Well, I would say that that goes in the category of a very good choice, Jane. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've definitely, my move to DoubleClick was a smart one, really right. launched my whole online media uh, career. Uh-huh. And then my move to Google certainly can't be uh, can't be disputed as a good move. So I'm, right, I'm thrilled to be here and hard to believe that I've been here as long as I have. It's the longest tenure I've had at a, at a specific company, but it feels like I still just started. It's just kind of the nature of the company, I think, in many ways. Right, right. Well, yeah, because it keeps uh, reinventing itself. So so when you decided uh, to, well, you know, and again, I, I remember the, the marriage decision and, and uh, you know, the kind of leaving everything uh, behind and moving to Seattle without knowing precisely what you were going to do at the time seemed, you know, a, a tad bit risky, but, you know, our industry, you can be pretty uh, pretty flexible in where you live. So, um, you know, when you actually made the decision uh, to start a family, did you have any concerns about your ability to, you know, kind of walk out of of the fast lane and, and just step aside for a bit? And, and were you concerned about whether you could uh, step back in? You know, I, I thought about... Google is very supportive. I have to give credit to the company for for being very supportive of of women, and they have very generous maternity leave policies. Um, I was able to take uh, five months. I could have added on more if I wanted to. We have a generous paternity leave policy. There are several things that have made it very supportive for people. Um, so I, I never felt like the company would give me a hard time about it. It was more of my own um, uh, my own drive and, and how right. how to balance that of, of that feeling of doing as good a job as I wanted to and balancing family and I, I think I have greater perspective now two and a half years into it than I did <laughs> at the time um, but I wasn't getting any younger and I knew we right. wanted children and um, so I made the decision to take I, I started talking about this a bit in the intro that I made a decision to to leave travel and traveling mm-hmm. for what I thought would be a saner existence in running the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I had five offices, um, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Mountain View, Santa Monica, and Irvine uh, in Southern California uh, as my responsibility. And it was a bit more of a general management job. And right. it's certainly from a need-to-travel perspective, it was much more doable. But from a personal satisfaction perspective, especially now looking back, it was much less fun. Right. Well, you know, I mean, travel when it gets in your blood, uh, you know, it's it's such a great group of people. And, and even though, you know, when you go to an industry event, you do have to look at people's name tags, not so much to remind yourself of their name, but to see right. who they're with this year. Exactly. Because, you know, exactly. there there is a lot of churn, and particularly now, um, you know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to TravelCom. I've I've told them, and you know, that what they ought to do is to give us a name badge that actually folds down with all of our previous company names yeah. on, it. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. like you know, whoever's dragging on the floor either wins or or is in the wit- witness protection plan or something like that. Yeah, no, um, But anyway, I you know, I think it's it's really uh, well. I knew that about Google that that they were very very family friendly and and actually all you have to do is walk through the Google headquarters and understand how employee friendly in general you know mm-hmm. the company is because it is just such an amazing set of facilities and I mean you can't even say one facility because I don't know how many buildings you have but it's quite the campus. Um, so when when you stepped back in. Um, you know, talk to us about about how you were able then to 
convince them to put you back in travel and and, and uh, you know tell us where you fit because the title head of travel uh, you know is is just on the advertising side of the business or or the broader scheme it's the advertising business specifically but i am the conduit kind of ambassador to the industry as far as folks um, on the product side or um, other relationships when they need to understand what does something we do mean for travel, I'm the main point of contact kind of to to vet those things through. So if they're doing something with maps that has to do with how hotels think about things, they'll likely come to me to understand, you know, what, what company should we be talking to about this? And I don't own all of those conversations, but I often make the connections for them because it would be untenable to try to kind of keep all of, keep track of all of that. But, Mm -hmm. um, and, and to your earlier question about the transition back to travel, um, it was, who had been in that role while you were away? Rob Torres, who I think, and and what's, mm -hmm, we do know him well. What, What is Rob doing now? Rob is is part of my team, and he's. I have him focused on on a few areas. One is our mobile strategy, and one is um, the other is kind of global. Our, our global accounts. We have several accounts that operate uh, globally, and we interact with different offices within Google. Um, and there's a lot of need for kind of coordination and best practicing, best practice sharing, kind of across the board. Um, so those are two main areas. In addition to running one of our our um, largest teams. Uh, he manages a lot of the Expedia and hotels business right now. Um, so it's, we did a bit of a rework right before I went out on my uh, second maternity leave that, so I was eight and a half months or no, seven and a half months pregnant when they asked me to come back to travel. So I had this ticking clock before I could go out on maternity leave to kind of figure out get my arms around things again. And, and that's why, so even though I've technically been back in the role since June of last year or late May of last year, I kept it really quiet because I didn't want to say, hey, I'm back and then disappear for six months, which is, <laughs> you know, is what I did. So I, uh, so it was kind of on the down low that I was, that I was back. Um, but I did just some kind of internal housekeeping and we've structurally changed here to, to get more vertically focused, which is great. Um, so the regional role that I was doing, which was less rewarding, it was much more kind of fundamentals, general management type stuff, which I learned a lot from. It was maybe more people management focused and all that, but I felt, you know, I, I missed the strategy, right? This is, it's one of my favorite things is the strategy, and I didn't get to do a lot of it on, on that job. So I was thrilled um, to come back, and that's what I focused my first few uh, weeks back on figuring out the strategy and now we're kind of rolling out for 2010. Obviously travel has been as an industry has been through some tough times um, with the economy. So kind of putting some fresh eyes and, and frankly, I'm very excited about the learnings I've had in working across other industries. So when I was in my West capacity, there were eight different verticals that I had um, contact with the, the teams that I was managing crossed everything from retail and automotive and entertainment to technology and otherwise. So CPG. So there was a lot of learnings that I could bring kind of fresh eyes back to the business. So I've, I'm excited to kind of be back and the opportunities have expanded in terms of what we're able to offer clients now. Mm-hmm. And um, the speed has certainly picked up. So it's, 
it's a familiar place, but it's it's a uh, there's the tools have changed a lot since oh, since I was in the role, so I'm excited. Definitely, yeah. I, I last year had had uh, really taken a break from travel for almost a year uh, myself, and uh, you know just really immersed myself uh, because I had been a distribution expert of you know mm-hmm. understanding how to marry buyers and sellers through you know, technology and business models. Um, you know, I took a year to really understand the whole social media landscape in the same way, not not of the, you know, individual expert of, you know, how to tweet and how to, you know, post things to YouTube, but but really the whole infrastructure, which is one of the reasons why in, in my list of things I wanted to talk to you about, I wanted to hear a little bit about social media on the Google side. But, um, you know, basically I think it, it is really a good thing uh, to take a break and, and to do learning. And sometimes at this stage in our careers, we don't get that benefit. And, and we do the same things. And, and if we do change jobs, we change jobs into the exact same place. And, um, you know, it, it's great to work for a company that's large enough where you can get some variety if you, if you do want some different opportunities. So are, are there a lot of women uh, in leadership at Google? There's a, a fair number, maybe not as many as I would like. Um, mm-hmm. My boss is a woman. Um, and there what is are she responsible for what? What other uh, verticals? Uh, she also has finance, entertainment, and automotive. And she she used to do a similar role as I do for automotive. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm trying to think. There there are several. Yeah, speaking of depressed industries. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, there are several kind of. This is the other thing about Google, from a, a title perspective. That you know, 22,000 people. There are probably, I, I'm, I'm guessing at this number, 30 VPs. We, wow. we don't, we don't have a lot of. So I'm a kind of senior director, but mm-hmm. my responsibility, it, it doesn't necessarily translate when you look at if you're yeah. just looking business card to business card on things. Um, but the uh, so when, when I look across the organization at there are um, probably 25% women in the senior director category that I can think of in my immediate wow. set. So, so not as many That's- certainly as as we would like. Interestingly, my husband at Yahoo was rattling off the other day how he reports to a woman who reports to a woman who reports to a woman who reports to a woman, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's that's impressive how how many women have um, climbed the ranks at Yahoo, um, and certainly their new CEO Carol Bartz is is whipping them into shape over there. But uh-huh. um, well, in it, a lot of companies, um, you know, there there really is a, a very big distinction between male leaders and, and women leaders, and and the women really, really have to try very, very hard. So it isn't just the number or percentage, it's actually the, the way that they're treated. And, and, you know, it sounds like from what you've been describing that there isn't so much of that distinction where, where you're treated differently or have to try in a different manner. Is, yeah, is and that I, a fair I, statement? Yeah, I agreed. I, I don't I don't feel suppressed at all as being a woman. I, I feel uh-huh. like I've gotten um, very equal opportunity for things. Um, the there is an executive women's um, 
leadership group within Google, and they're, they do speaking events, and people like Eric Schmidt, our CEO, gets involved. And frankly, I just haven't had the time to participate in right. those activities as much as I would like. But there is definitely support uh, along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't perfected things like working part-time. Um, there, there are opportunities for 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 women to, to work part-time or, or anyone, to, frankly, to work part-time. And certainly we see people who have families trying to do that more often. Um, but it works best with certain types of jobs. And, and the more senior you get, the harder it is to, yeah, definitely. to do that. And, does your um, husband travel? He does. And, and frankly, I've only been back now since December after my maternity leave, and it's getting tricky. My son is yeah. two and a half, and he he feels it when one of us, is we have a fantastic nanny, and she's able to stay overnight when we need her to. But we just lined up our, our calendar so when I am at TravelCom, my husband is going to be at his national sales conference, and we overlap by about two days where our nanny is going to have to stay overnight. And we just know the repercussions of that when we come home is right. you know, we're going to have to really pay extra attention to Jack, and he's probably going to be a little off. The baby is is wonderful, and she doesn't kind of know what she's missing just yet. <laughs> right. But our two and a half year old is definitely um, she's yeah. He, I he remember those more. days, and and I'll tell you what we mastered, and and it was right when my daughter was was at at about that age when we moved to Tampa, and I was traveling every single week up to Minneapolis because we were mm. building um, Carlson's twenty four K platform, which was their early uh, venture into online, which they, you know, later canceled out of and, and, you know, had a chance for leadership and missed it. But at any rate, um, when um, when I would travel, I would tell her how many sleeps I was going to be gone, mm-hmm. not how many days, because days weren't meaningful because, right. first of all, they were so long. And sleeps, she could count. And, you know, it's funny that, uh, you know, now she's 12 and, and my son is almost 10, and, uh, you know, they, they still occasionally will talk about it that way, although I don't travel hardly at all anymore. And, uh, you know, so travel comes going to be the first time I've been away for and I'm going to be away for, you know, five or six nights uh, because I'm tagging on some other things to it. But, um, yeah, those, those were challenging days. And I, I remember when I when I found out that I got this million, it was my first million dollar contract as a as a consultant. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I should have been ecstatic. But my daughter was 18 months old and I was having to get up on a plane every Sunday night. And I would cry on the way to the airport. And for anybody who knows me, you know, you wouldn't think, you know, uh, you know, of me to be a crier, but I I couldn't believe how difficult it was to say goodbye, you know, because here I had been a career person. I I didn't have my daughter until I was 40. So, um, you know, you would have thought I would have been a little bit more together about it. But, you know, what, what about motherhood surprised you? Um, how hard it was. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to say, um, we try to, we look at our son now and, and uh, the random interesting tidbit is both my kids were born on the same day, two years apart exactly, wow. randomly. Um, but July 14th, Bastille Day is the magic day in our household apparently. And um, <laughs> The magic we, day for birth or, or conception? <laughs> birth. <laughs> Um, well, there must have been a magic day for for conception too, since it she was early, he was way. late. I don't know, but <laughs> it, it, it's, it's worked out. So uh, we hope that they will appreciate how special this is um, at some point in their oh, lives, yeah. although they might not find it so so fun to share the special day uh, in the early goings. But um, with with Jack, my son, um, I I don't know if maybe I had a little 
<clears throat> excuse me, a little postpartum going or something, but I, I really struggled with just how difficult it was. And I think partly he was a more difficult child. He didn't sleep mm-hmm. as well. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, right. And I, I had a harder time. Uh, I was harder on myself. I was always good at things, and I didn't feel like I was very, I was very hard on myself. I'm sure I was better at this than I was giving myself credit for, but it, I just felt really overwhelmed by everything. And it took me, even my first almost year back in the job, I felt I was in a bit of a fog and, and other people didn't notice it. And I, I kind of internalized it a bit. And then I kind of broke, it kind of hit a low point of feeling overwhelmed that I wasn't doing my job well and I wasn't doing motherhood and home life well of, of just kind of making mistakes and keeping up with bills and silly things like that. And I, uh, once I kind of admitted that I was having a problem, that was for me what I needed to get through. And I, I turned it around and got organized and kind of broke out of my funk. And, and then I was off to the races and fine. And then when Kate was born, I think one, she was a much easier baby. Two, I knew what I was doing. Three, I had a nanny or, that had been working with us for a few years already in place, so I had all these systems. And I had an amazing maternity leave. I got to work out. I got to hang out with friends. I completely disconnected from work. I mean, I, I had mm-hmm. my email account going, but I would not engage. Um, well, and you were changing to back to a, a different role. And so yeah, it's, and it, was, it wasn't going to help for me to kind of dip my toe in at that point right. anyway. So I really stayed away. And... Um, and it, it's been a much, much different experience. And I, I came back and I kind of hit the ground running and um, really feel the support of, of the company. They, they made a big point. I think because I'd been gone for, uh, you know, I'd been here for almost seven years. I had had my second maternity leave. Um, I think there was a change of leadership. You met Tim Armstrong, who used to be the president of North America, went right. to become the chairman of AOL. A lot of people were defecting, so I think they were nervous <laughs> about whether I was going <laughs> to stick around a lot. And they made a, a big point of 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 uh, wanting to retain me and and okay. giving me good attention and, and perks that way. And um, I have been having a blast since I've been back. But it's yeah, it's more great. stressful, certainly. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I I had my children when I was already uh, in business for myself. So you know, I think it's a very very different experience. And if I would have to point out the one thing that surprised me, is when I caught myself sitting around with other mothers and talking about diapers and talking about kids stuff. I just I almost had to stop and say I can't believe that's me. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I just I never pictured myself, you know, actually finding any of that interesting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, as my kids have gotten older and my, my husband's actually the primary caregiver uh, for our children. And, and we did have a live in nanny for a very long time. And and I felt uh, in many ways she was much more the mom because I, I didn't know what my kids liked to eat. I didn't know their know. favorite yeah. clothes. And, uh, you know, even now, I mean, I'll be at the store and wanting to buy my son some shoes, and I have to call my husband and ask what size he wears. And it's like, man, what kind of mom am I? But, you know, I mean, I, I have uh, had the breadwinner role in my family, so it's, uh, you know, it's a little little different scenario. But but that's just great that they made you feel so welcome. I, you know, just as we, as we kind of bring it close to the interview portion, and I know, uh, you know, folks will want to ask you some questions, I want to talk about, about leadership. And, you know, we've talked about kind of the – difference in styles of men and women but you know you have worked for and with a whole bunch of really amazing people and and as you said you know even in in those early days with uh 
with last minute travel being, uh, you know, kind of a, a rescue operation of a, mm-hmm. of a startup and getting them, uh, you know, on the right track. Is, is there one person that stands out in your mind as, as the best mentor that you've had in your career? Or, uh, in fact, have you ha- succeeded despite not having a mentor in all of those roles? You know, I, 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 I think I've I've had many mentors, or I take slices of different things from different people and cobble together a, a bigger perspective. Um, the one person who stands out most as a pure mentor was the woman I worked with my very first job out of school. Her name was Margie Smith, and she found me when I was interning at Xerox, and she was working for this consulting company that I later was offered to join, um, and she kind of saw that I had some talent, and she she convinced the people at the consulting firm to make me an offer. They'd never, like I said, these people were all, you know, I was 21, and they were all in the well into their 40s. Um, and oh. she, <laughs> and I know where I am now. Uh, and she, <laughs> but she really, um, she gave me a lot of perspective on, and she was kind of a bootstrap kind of person. She was a secretary when she started off. She never had a college degree. And she was a, a, just a very smart person whose boss recognized that she had potential and increasingly gave her more and more to work on. So I, I, I learned a lot of just kind of fundamentals from her and primarily um, kind of the women in business. Like she really had to battle a lot of the early women in business um, hurdles, uh, you know, more of the stereotypical type stuff of, of being undervalued or um, – not smart enough and, and those kinds of things. So she, she was one of my early mentors. But there are definitely things, um, I, Tim Armstrong, who I referenced earlier, who used to run Google Sales and now is chairman of AOL, he was one of the most inspirational people you, you would ever, he was the guy, I always used to say, he's the kind of guy you'll fall into battle. He just, he, he mm. made a point of knowing everyone's names um, it, I think it was hard on him when we got much larger that he couldn't remember everyone's names, but he made a real point to get to know the people and um, just was very good at rallying the troops. And he was someone you just wanted to to, to get behind and, and kind of run onto the field with. And um, his successor, interestingly, is is not like him at all. Uh, and actually, if you're going to Travelcom, you'll see him. Dennis Woodside is going to be presenting on the opening day at Travelcom. And he is much more kind of analytical, get it done. Um, and and I can kind of cobble together the pieces of Dennis and the pieces of Tim that, that really speak to me. And right. I, um, I'm really excited about Dennis's leadership at this stage of, of the company. Um, Tim did an incredible job growing the business. Um, from uh, from nothing, um, but Dennis is really in a great position to be able to lead us through this next chapter of growth as a mature business. Um, so I'm I'm kind of listening very intently um, with Dennis and um, kind of on strategy and focus, and and uh, I, I think we'll go a long way with his leadership. Oh, that's great. Well, well, Jane, I really appreciate you being so transparent in in sharing all that with us. Um, does anybody have a question for Jane? Who'd like to start? Carolyn Corda, you're always good for a question. Oh, she's on headset now. No, I, I, uh, I, I oh, you are. actually, you, 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 uh, the one talking about leadership, and Jane kind of answered the one I was, I was, that was already in my mind about 
you know, what, what leadership fits in, the, in a different transition, uh, you know, as the company transitions into different stages. Yeah, we, we've had, um, like I said, we, we've had a few changes of leadership, and that was one of the things, again, you know, being seven and a half months pregnant, having a reorg, new bosses come in and all that was, was not ideal timing, um, but at the same time, it was, um, we needed a, a real steady hand on the ship at, at the time with the economy. Remember, this was, you know, middle of 2009 was not a pretty, pretty time, and that's what, um, what Dennis and our new global sales leader, a gentleman named Nikesh Arora, has brought. And I really just feel like we are moving fast and efficiently and um, real eye on growth. And it's been, it's been really exciting. And I'm, I'm pleased with the, um, some of the global perspective that Nikesh is being able to bring. In fact, Dennis, who's an American, um, actually was, had a tour in Europe for um, – Three years, I think. So he's bringing a lot of the perspective he got um, in opening some emerging markets in Europe, as well as running our uh, UK office for a while. So it's been, um, it's been, we're, we're capitalizing on um, some some smart, fast-moving people at a time where we we really need to show that we're a grown-up company. Uh, Dennis will often talk about the fact that we have, you know, that we were kind of that, we sometimes think of ourselves as still the startup. And even me, you heard me say, like, I've been here seven years, but I feel like we're still such a young company. And I was looking, someone had to, I had to give my employee number. And so when you were asking about what employee number I was, I'm like, I was like 1,100 or something like that. And I realized now we have 22,000 people. We often think of, inside, we often think of ourselves as this still gangly teenager startup, but the rest of the world thinks of us as a very buttoned-up large company. If you look at our market cap and things like that, we, we have to often marry our internal perspective with, with, with the way the rest of the world views us. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really confident in the leadership that we have in place right now. I, I guess one observation, Jane, I'd have is, Carolyn, is that um, it seems you know as the leadership has changed and as the company has grown, you've you already had within you kind of the – Adaptation and the talents and the and the interest and skills to go along with the growth. To the extent you've had folks on your team that that maybe have you know preferred to to be more in the wild west pioneering days. What mm-hmm. have you done to to kind of pull them along to to this new future? Yeah, that's a great point. One of the things um, I often advise people around here is is one of the best skills you can have is that of being adaptable. And you might remember that from one of the um, executive women's forum luncheons. Chicky, I think I talked about, like, I feel like I've been a chameleon around right. here. And it's not not being, you know, untrue to myself with any of it, but you just have to learn to, to be willing to kind of roll with things because things change around here so often. And frankly, where we've found people who we've hired who've struggled the most are those who've come from very traditional companies. So as an example, I've hired some people who came from airlines and have been like 15 years in the airline industry, they have a very hard time with, we're not fast and loose around here, but it is much less structured and um, more nimble here than a lot of some of the, you know, the history that they may have had at an airline in a very traditional company. So those who have come from traditional companies have really struggled the most. Um, I think you, you might have asked the opposite question, Carolyn, around um, those who kind of like the fast and loose. We sometimes lose people to startups. There, there are a lot of people who just have that startup bug 
and they they'll go to another startup type company. Um, we see that happen a lot on the product side more so than necessarily on the sales team that that I manage. But um, sometimes you see that from product people who just want to create and find kind of the next creative thing that they they go to another startup, um, often whom Google then buys. Um, but it's uh, it's it is. Um, it is challenging, and I think the company, thankfully, has finally realized that they need to um, they need to do more to retain people, and they've gotten much wiser about talent management and things like that, and much more serious about the investment they make in in all levels of their of their stars. Right, so grooming our young up and coming stars, grooming the managers that um, you know they recognize as future leaders, and um, so I, I'm definitely I'm feeling that change in the past several quarters, even. Very interesting. Any anyone else have a question? Okay. Well, great. Well, I am going to turn off the recording because the rest of the call uh, ends up being sharing a, a little on a little bit more personal level, and what is said on the egg call stays on the egg call. <laughs>